You have come to a place where all sports matter. And some sports just matter more than others. This is the LTV Sportscast. And now your host, Leighton. Welcome sports fans to another episode of the LTV Sportscast. Game week 25 incoming. Uh, joining us on the show today, big Andreas Mankiller, one of the seven people that hit 100 uh, this past week. Andreas, welcome back to the show. How are you doing, man? Yeah, evening. This is Leighton. Thanks for having me. Yeah, happy to hit 100. Um, did play the bench boost. Didn't quite pay off, though, and differential captain. So, uh, but you know what? I'll take it. Um, there and thereabouts still with points and... Um, it is what it is now. On to the next week. Yeah, for sure. Look, guys, if you are listening to the show, we'd love to get some feedback. Even if you just want to give us a shout out and say hi, uh, drop us a mail at feedback at latentv.com. Address will be in the show notes. Um, and then as well as I know I'm, I'm pretty terrible on the social media, but occasionally I do drop things. So so do follow us on Twitter at LTV underscore sportscast. That's S-P-O-R-T-S cast. And or find us on Instagram at LTV sportscast as well. So if you are jamming FPL and you haven't joined the Pods Bragging Rights League, it isn't too late yet, so it still remains uh, free, free, free to play, free entry. Uh, bragging rights are up for grab. The code is 67VIZZ. Right. Big K, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. Um, you finished on 102 points with your bench boost, yeah? Yeah, uh, quite disappointed. I, I took an opportunity Mm. I think Arsenal and Leeds would be high scoring. It actually was. Um, but my players, Bamford and Rapinha, weren't really involved. And then I didn't think Arsenal were going to score four. So a keeper on my bench, Melier, gave me zero. Rapinha, five with one assist. Bamford, two points just for playing. And Trent, uh, with a calamity last 15 mm. minutes that Liverpool had, uh, getting me one point. So uh, all in all, um, went for the differential captain in Sterling over Gundogan. Uh, she could have paid off, especially with Gundogan not playing uh, the second game. But yeah. I'm still in touch. Uh, I'm, I'm ready for this week. And, and I think my team is, is pretty good and set up for, for big points this week. So I think um, this week's going to be another differential for those fancy league players out there. So let's see what happens. Okay, yeah, Andres, just to make you feel slightly better, I know that you say that you didn't quite get the week that you wanted to get. But the game week average around the world was 61. So you were over 40 points above and ne- well effectively nearly double the, the the world game week average so that's actually fantastic yeah. either way you look at it so, so i had green arrows uh, all around for um the world points and stuff like that mm. but in my mini leagues the guys are just so good at the moment that i actually dropped off yeah. so i took a minus four minus eight to get there and, and they just uh, matched me or bettered me so um maybe it's just um that i'm trying to keep up with people that are just slightly better right now well, I don't, I, look, I don't know, Andreas, you, you have been somewhat uh, consistent throughout the season. So, man, that's um, if you are looking for, you know, a, a, an FPL uh, pro or seasoned uh, seasoned player, you're, you're very much someone that we, we want to to get behind to follow what you're doing because that consistency that you push out. I know you moved up 59,000 positions in the world to 283 in the world. Um, then... Corin Moodley, she had 103 points. Uh, she moved up 127,000 positions to 286 in the world. So now just behind you in our pods bragging league. I think you actually dropped down to number six position, actually. And then, yeah, then we have 
Nashland, Nashland Pather, he's obviously from the show Nash has been on before. He hit legs 11, 111, the Nelson, uh, him and Andrew Buntain. And respectively, they both moved up positions. Nash moved up to 381 in the world from 615. And Andrew moved up to 234 from 370. And then we had a player that had 134 points, 1,608th best score in the world, moved up 1 million positions. Denver Rangaroo, 134 points on the game week. It's amazing. He, he triple captained the Gundogan. He triple captained the Gundogan. And, and actually, funny enough, with his team, if he played his bench boost instead of his triple captain, he would have got more points because he had Martinez with 12 and Madison with 8. So either way, he was going to get 134 upwards. So sure. a great week for the guy. Congratulations and well done, strikers, the team name. So yeah, yeah onwards and upwards for him from now on. Yeah, Andres, quickly want to get into to the top five, which you just, just fell out of. Uh, Alex Walls comes in at position number five. He is up to 263,000 in the world. He had 94 points in the game week. Andrew Bantano, I just mentioned, he is up to number four. Pumlani, he had 87. So he actually, he's the only one who moved down in our top five in world rankings. He went down from 122.524 to 122.805. Moved down 281 positions. Um, Ryan Curry, who who is also another man. He also hit 100, actually, this, this past week as well. He, I, I, I hit 101. I think he, yeah, then he hit 100. So he moved up from 87,000 in the world to 68,000. Now, he's your big mate. So, so that's, is that the big, big challenge for Andres? Or, or where does the challenge it lie is, for you um, now? So, so we actually have a, an ongoing bet year in year. So we, we probably played together eight years. Um, I'm 62 up, but um, he's beaten me the last two years. So I don't Ooh. want that three years in a row then he's going to say that I'm on a decline and he's on the incline. So um, I don't want that. So I've got to stop the right right now. Yeah. You Well, in all fairness, you did get two more points than him this past week. And you only trailed him by 60-odd points, I think, somewhere there yeah, and thereabouts. Yeah, 70 points. I mean, we've seen that can be done in a few game weeks. So, um, yeah, I'm still quite content that I'm going to climb this ladder. Okay. So, it is. Uh, it's there. I've got some differential that we're going to talk about now. I'm going to actually disclose my team to to everyone out there already because I've done it. I've done it quite early, and hoping no injuries happen. So, yeah, I'm ready for the week. Okay, you say that you've done it quite early, and this is just as far as uh, I've heard uh, speak around the water cooler, uh, if you if you want to call it that. Um, hold on for game week 26. After this game week, don't make early transfers. There's a good chance more games will be added into game week 26. So one of the lessons that we learned very early on from Andreas and Jeremy, wait till the, the last minute to make your changes. Okay, and then Andreas, just to top it off, number one in our league, Justin Lloyd, Lloydy's legends. He, he's he been a little bit on a resurgence the last couple of weeks. He had 94 game week points. Uh, he moved up to uh, 20,293 overall. So he climbed another 3,500 positions. Justin, man, you got to keep rocking it. Get us, get us all the way to the top. That's what we're hoping for. Yeah, Justin, all the best. And what I want to say, give you a little bit of advice. When you're at the top, no need for differential captains. And if you had gone Gunda one, you'd have like 110, 15 points. You'd have stretched even further. So keep your sellers in your team, but, but go for the captain that everyone else is going to go so they don't catch you. But Ruma, you're tops. You know what you're doing. So just keep on doing it and keep on getting points, man. I've got a question to ask. I, I actually didn't. I didn't see. Does he still have Bedrenek in his team? Or not? He does actually. Yeah, he does. But he, he's benching him now. Bedrenek's oh, fallen to the bench for him, so he's <laughs> burnt. 
dodge that bullet there. <laughs> it seems like that man uh, can do no good uh, currently in FPL, so uh, avoiding the bedroom. But that being said, yeah. with Southampton playing a double game week this week, I got hurt a little bit with uh, Walker Peters. You know, he's most got the injury, so that's uh, a little unfortunate. So I've only got uh, two, two Southampton players playing this week. Anyway, but let's... Did he get injured this week? Um, he it looked like he was coming back, as far as I understand, and then, the then I think maybe the whatever scan showed that maybe it's a little bit. Uh, uh, he went on to play. He played the the seventy odd minutes, and then he came off. And then I think after they did some, um, uh, what do you call it, some scans or some tests on him, uh, there he has a hamstring injury, and they're not sure when he's going to be returning. So Carl Walker Peters is out for an extended period of time, you know. So if you're on moving him out this week out of your team, you know, you don't necessarily want to take the hit if you don't have to, uh, but it's probably better to get him out sooner rather than later. Which brings me to my question, Andreas, um, because if I take a minus four, do I, I can throw in another South, Southampton player, no problem, but do you think, I'm sure in their two games, a defender will get four points at least? When you're not looking for four, so late in the winter, there's double game weeks. I'm quite happy to take a minus four, even a minus eight sometimes, if I think that certain player is going to go big. So for defenders, I wouldn't go minus four, minus eight to bring in extra defenders, but I would use it to maybe uh, use it where you take a defender out, use him as the chip, and then bring in another midfielder or striker that's going to get you those points. So um, that's kind of the, what, the approach I take to it. So um, to bring another defender... If you were looking at defenders, then I'd, I'd go the Leeds route. I see um, Southampton conceding in both games that mm. they play um, for the double game week, but I do see them scoring goals. Okay. So, so that's where I'd go. I think when we get into it, it will be clearer what I'm saying. Okay, cool. Brilliant. Okay, so Andres, we start off the game week with uh, one of the two teams that has a double game week. Uh, Leeds, they are playing, they're traveling to Molyneux, they are playing Wolves. Wolves getting another result. I, knew, I know they beat Arsenal. Okay, given Arsenal that in that game had the red card, then they drew with Leicester, and then they played, I think it was FA Cup. They played against Southampton. They lost 2-0 to Southampton. They came back and got the 2-1 win over Southampton, and what a, what a second goal there, uh, there was. It was the, uh, the Neves, man. Neto. Neto. It was Neto. Oh, absolute what quality. Hey? <laughs> to, to watch that finish. But then they are playing against Leeds. Um, Leeds obviously losing to Arsenal. They were 4-0 down before they got their two goals, I think it was. So they, they came back to get two goals. And it's at this point in time, you're, you're thinking to yourself, I actually have three Leeds players in my, in my squad. I did take a minus four to get uh, to, to, to make sure that at least I've got uh, some coverage uh, on different parts of the field. But I'm actually captaining Rafina for this game week. So Nathan, my captain is Rafinha. Ah, it's um, a good man, good I'm, man. I'm not changing it. I've, I've had him the whole time. He looks dangerous in every game. Twofold, double game week. Uh, I see Leeds scoring over the two games four or five goals whether it's two in the first and three in the second but they're attacking minded mm. and um, weirdly enough I'm taking in the break into account they play Friday night football and then they play Tuesday so there's a four day gap yeah. for them so there's actually quite a good rest period for Leeds that's why I'm going this route so playing Meliev Rapinia Bamford was always uh, going to be my way um, just hoping Rapinia is a differential for me and people don't get him and captain him because I think um, he's going to go big well, I hope you're right. I have in my side. The the only difference I have to the three uh, Leeds players is I actually have Dallas in my squad. So Dallas, Rafinha and Bamford. 
So I think, I think you're better off than me. Dallas, however, for me to make a sideways move and get Melia out and and, repeat, and and Dallas in for a minus doesn't make sense. So I'm just going to have to stick with what I've got there. Uh, Dallas, fantastic football. I tried to do it last week, actually. Mm. Um, then I thought they would leave it for further changes. So my prediction, by the way, Wolves were good, uh, but for many for long periods, I'll have to know better than them. So I think Leeds get back on track and, and stun them with a, a comfortable away win. Um, yes. Thinking 2-0 or 3-1. Yeah, I hope you're right. I hope because uh, you and I are sitting in the same boat here, so so we, we're we're very much Leeds fans for the weekend. So go go on Leeds. Um, it, it's not really uh, that. It's the case that I think they are the the form side. Although they lost to Arsenal, they they're in a better position. They know what they're doing, and uh, they play an attacking brand of football. So they're not going to leave anything out there. The one thing with Wolves, Wolves, play, Wolves actually sit back and say can't attack football, so they they allow a lot of chances against them. Yeah, and if Leeds early goal then I, I fear for Wolves so it's going to be a nice game of football for Friday night so uh, 3-1 leads for me 3-1 leads for you works for me Guy I, I hope it goes exactly that um, but uh, for your sake Guy I hope Leeds keep a clean sheet man the, since you have the keeper right yeah I, 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 no, I, I'm, I've got him more for saves more than anything to be honest with you okay. I don't uh, think they're the best at keeping clean sheets so uh, that's another reason why um, you go Dallas Dallas gets an assist and a goal there um, and that's a differential Melier in many ways is not a differential but he was cheap he was a facilitator I've got him now I might as well use him so oh. it, it works well for your sake Andres I hope uh, you do land up with a clean sheet for Leeds and it lands up being a 3-0 Leeds on, on that with uh, Dallas uh, Bamford and Rafinha all getting on the score sheet and all sharing the assists um, around the board so that's uh, that's my hope my my hopes and dreams in Leeds um, but that does close out Friday night as it is Friday night's game starting off the Saturday game week is the second team that uh, has a double game week Southampton and Southampton and Leeds obviously play each other at the end of it so we might as well get the get this game in. We talk about Southampton as well, and then we'll talk about Leeds versus Southampton, which will actually ha- be land up closing us out here. How does Southampton start this game against Chelsea? Because Chelsea are looking far more solid. And I know I mentioned his name very, very, very early on when we were talking about things, but Marcus Alonso, man, if you're going to have a defender, I, I'm watching him stand in the box next to, next to Timo Werner, and the other strikers, I'm thinking, what on earth is he doing there? And when do I put him in my squad? Sooner rather than later is the thought on that one. Andreas, tell me Southampton versus Chelsea. Does does the rot in Southampton uh, eventually stop? So I'm picking a Southampton one year later. Um, um, only because of the double game week. Because of the fact that Chelsea are on a, they're on a great run. However... They got a huge game uh, against Atletico uh, on Tuesday after this, so I don't know if we're going to see rest and rotation, Champions League, all the eggs in that basket. But Santos will, uh, will always have a good game against Chelsea. So I've actually that's one of my transfers I brought in. I brought in Danny Ings. Yes, have um, you I'm been watching me? A, have you been watching me do my things, Andreas? I know for a, for a, for a time I thought of captaining him. Uh, still might do it, but I, I think I'm going to stick with Rapinha because I think he's more explosive and his ceiling is higher, as, as Jeremy said before. With Chelsea and Alonso, wow. Um, Alonso's actually got me to glory many times in Vancey League. So I'll be bringing him in even next week for the Man United game because he, he's quite literally another attacking player. He's a striker. 
that's what he is. So he's a defender who takes few free kicks and probably going to score about in this running, he'll probably score five or six goals in the next 14 games. Yeah. So I'll definitely be ringing Alonso and I think he's great value at that price and at least now that I've seen he's cemented his place he's the player there. Hmm. It's all draw, if anything, but I am taking Southampton to win and Danny Ings to be on the scoreboard. So I've left, uh, I've done a minus four, I've done two subs this week. I am looking at bringing in another Southampton player as well though. Yeah. Uh, possibly and it's one uh, that many people might not bring in, but I think his form's been found, and, and people are looking at him now, is Nathan Redmond. I think mm. he's, he's finally hit that form again. He plays as a striker with him. I think he's got that position now, and he can be explosive, and he's so cheap as a midfielder. So uh, go for the Southampton this week. I, I think they will go for Chelsea, and I mean, regardless if they go for him or not, that Leeds game, there's goals one way or the other. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, from that side, just so you know, when I did, I did take a minus four this week as well. And you can either say it was to bring in Rafinha or it was to bring in Ings, but those were the two two gents that I brought into my squad uh, this week. Obviously, with the loss of uh, Carl Walker Peters, um, with him not playing, it's uh, <laughs> that was I wasn't planning for that. That uh, that wasn't uh, on on my original plans. Uh, to bring in there, I also saw that Armstrong is also pretty lo- looking pretty decent in the midfield as well. Of late, the, you can't go wrong there, either. Very good. Uh, James Ward pass free kicks wisely. He's get a lot a lot away in terms of free kicks, penalties, um, stuff like that. So they've got lots of options. You know, you you go Armstrong. I, I will be honest with you. That could be shared. You could go for a midfield that Southampton. He does nothing because it is an Armstrong kicks points or a Minamino or a. Um, award price, you know, or a Redmond, but you know one thing that Ings up top is the man that needs to get on the end of it. So I've just gone the safe option. I'm not going for any defenders because I see them conceding in both games. Fitzy yeah. Chelsea with the game as well, but I'm going to go for a 2 2 draw with Ings getting a goal at least, hopefully, two. Okay. So uh, then, or sorry, was that the that was 2 2 for the Chelsea game? Okay. 2-2 for the Chelsea game. 2-2 for the Chelsea game. Leeds versus Southampton, which actually closes out the end of the week. And while we're talking about the, the double game week teams, I think it's just worth uh, worth uh, talking about. Um, we, we've identified, obviously, four players from, from your side that you believe is uh, players from the Leeds side that you, that you can take. Well, we've said Dallas, we've said Rafinha, we've said Bamford, um, we've said Messlier, the, the goalie. But other other players from... From a uh, from the Leeds team, Harrison is looking very decent, very decent. I think Harrison is the differential. So if you're not stuck with um, with the two players already, go that route. Um, but I think Dallas is dead set, and Eliowski, uh, he 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 looks like he attacks all the time. You know, um, he's good, but he gets yellow cards. He's good for minutes. So if I was to go safe option, Ailing, Luke Ailing. He gets down that line all the time. But, I mean, this is a game where you're going to see goals like that. I mm. see Leeds conceding two in both games quite easily. But I see them scoring four or five in the two games. So, it's my advice to all is on Southampton and Leeds, double up on midfielders and strikers. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. So, um, midfielders, Rafinha, Harrison. Um, Klitsch, is he still... He won't take penalties as long as Rafinha's on the field. Is that correct? Or who, who's their no, penalty? Bamford. Bamford will take them. Since when did really? okay. he took the last one? Oh, yeah. So um, he took the last one off Glitch. Glitch was on the field. So stay away from that. He's not going to get you points. Go for the explosive plays. You okay. know, um, easy enough. Leeds win the second game 3 2. It's attacking returns. 
leave it at that. Get your Danny Ings, get your Minaminos, get your Armstrongs, your Rapinas, all of that. And actually, the one time where you can look at these lower teams, and even if you're Captain Danny Ings, I don't think you're going to go far wrong. You could see him easily scoring two against Leeds, one against Chelsea. If you think three goals in those two games, those returns are massive. Yeah, for sure. Okay, yeah. So, uh, final score there, Leeds versus Southampton. Do Leeds outscore Southampton in that three, game? Three. Sorry? Lost you there? Three. Three goals. Three goals for Leeds, two for Southampton. Okay, three, two. Okay, brilliant. Uh, Andreas, I'm not going to argue with you purely because I actually just want that to happen. It works for me um, as long as Ings is scoring all the Southampton goals. Um, yes, so with with the double game weeks out the way, then then we get into the usual the the important stuff, the ones where you don't get a second bite at the cherry. Um, starting off with probably a very very important game uh, on Saturday. So the game that follows Southampton versus Chelsea is a Burnley versus West Brom. Uh, Burnley obviously have been looking a lot better. Um, I think their captain will be back for for this. Uh, so Ben Mee's back in for this one. So I actually on the field right now because from obviously from this past week I still have the Pope and I still have the Ben Me. I haven't decided actually how I'm going to be starting um, my back three or back four. Play them both. What? Play them both. Play. Them, oh, I'm definitely starting Pope. I mean that 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 goes without saying. Uh, it's between him and Leno, and I don't think Leno is going to be doing me any favors this week uh, against Man City. So I'm not too sure about that one. So, so Leighton, this is a game where I don't think we need to spend much time on. If you've got your Burnley assets because of the double game, that was the reason I went for two of them, mm. because going to West Brom game, if you had defenders and you thought they were going to keep clean sheets in the previous two games, why wouldn't they against this awful West Brom side? So uh, I'm thinking this is where Sean Dyche builds that lead a bit and cements West Brom into relegation a little bit more. I don't see it as an entertaining game. It'll be KG Burnley winning at 1-0. I'll play Loughton. Peters is going to be benched anyway, so I won't be playing him. Loughton will definitely play my team, and I'm hoping for a little 1-0 uh, Burnley win, yeah. Uh, it'd be lovely if Loughton actually pitches up and does what he did last week. I doubt yeah, that. What a, what a goal, hey? One of the strikers. The goal. Yeah, what a goal. But um, as simple as that, not much. I wouldn't tell players to try and buy anyone from these two teams right now for this fixture. If you thought West Brom were going to go and run and get themselves out, Mateus Pereira, but I don't see it happening. So one nil Burnley for me. Okay, uh, let's hope you are right again, Andreas. Um, are, are you actually supporting my FPL team? Because it sounds like you're supporting my FPL team. You're making all the right calls. I'm very, I'm very happy to be talking to you today. No, so, no, not at all. You've just, you've maybe just got one of those weeks where it's going to fall in place for you. Yeah, I hope so. I, I, I need to, I need to keep the um, slow, but. Uh, I'm, I'm doing a slow climb right now, so hopefully by the end of the season I'll break into the top million. Hopefully, uh, I was down at four point uh, four point three million at a stage. Yeah, okay. So anyway, we move on to what is the Merseyside derby, and Everton must be licking their lips. Well, pre the Fulham game, obviously. Um, is DCL back for them? He's back for them. I don't think they're licking their lips. They were. Anything but ordinary. If I could say the correct word for them, apologies to Everton fans up there. They were awful, the two games that we watched this week. 
I mean, when I watched Fulham playing Everton, I thought Man City were Fulham, actually. Uh, they could have been 4 5 nil up against Everton. So yeah. I had banked on Everton. I've got three players. I've shipped two out straight away. Rodriguez and Richarlison straight out of my team. I don't see them having enough. I think Liverpool showed enough in 75 minutes against Leicester, what they did in the Champions League, that they win this game comfortably. And that's not speaking bias as a fan. Mm. Um, I actually thought for a short while there wasn't Champions League and the risk of taking a Salah or Mane out of the 60 minutes. Um, I see Liverpool winning this game 2-3-0. No. So I'm keeping my Liverpool assets for this game. And I actually thought of captaining Salah. But with the double in mind, I'm captaining those players. So pretty much for me, I think it's, it's business as usual. Liverpool pitch up, um, win the derby. They haven't won in 10 years at Anfield, um, Everton. And I think it's, it's from what I've seen in the last two weeks, I, I don't see them um, upsetting Liverpool. I think Liverpool are finding form. And I think Klopp's uh, told them they've got to win from here on in to make Champions League. So there's a lot on the line for Liverpool mm. two year. So and, and it comes off the back of two very tough games for Everton. So I think they would have tied them out as well. Yeah, sure. Look, uh, from from a Liverpool perspective, talking about the the Leicester game, Leicester took their chances uh, and obviously when the chances came, they punished Liverpool. And you you can't, although possession is pressure and pressure is pressure, pressure is not goals. And you can go out there and do what Liverpool did for 70-odd minutes and put, uh, put the pressure on. But if Liverpool come out toothless in the in the Premier League again, and the reason why I didn't uh, put any Everton players into this double game week, this past double game week, is purely because I had felt without DCL, um, you had seen it throughout their season. Their season had shown whenever they didn't have uh, one of their one of their core players or core attacking players, the team seems to fall apart, or or they there is there is something that lacks. There is something that is missing. They miss their focal point, Leighton. You're right. Like they know they can play the long team. He can hold it up. They know that he'll run in behind. So he is a big focal point for them. However, watching how easily uh, Liverpool got through Leipzig in the week, it looked like they were back to their best. And that's a, a Leipzig team that's second in Bundesliga that is running through teams and smashing them 4-5-0 in the last few weeks. So mm. I, I think, I think, I mean, Liverpool had to turn the corner somewhere. They have to find form somewhere. It wasn't like they were playing badly. So it's unfortunate, in my opinion, that it's going to be on Everton. Okay, but in all fairness, I, I know I don't particularly want to focus on the Champions League. It was, at, although Liverpool were away, uh, you could pretty much say RB Leipzig were away as well. It was at a neutral venue, so it, there was no benefit to to either team. So they both travelled um, to to neutral. Okay. Absolutely, but if you had told us hours leading into that game, people were fearing the worst for Liverpool. I mean, let's be fair, as fans, as uh, neutrals, they were thinking, oh, this Liverpool side there for the taking, all that. Come Champions League knockout stage, just 2-0. Now, um, pretty much uh, cemented their place since the last eight, if they just perform anything admirably at, at Anfield in the next round. So, uh, And that's what they're playing for, for sure. Uh, it's, it's nothing about it. It's the form and the momentum that I think they're building on. And if... It's actually more of the same thing. What form and momentum are Everton building on? None to speak of. You know, that, that is the case in point, actually. So, yes, Calvin Ruin might come in. They might sneak in on goal. I think a very big thing for Liverpool in, uh, in the Champions League game was the clean sheet with the new youngster next to Henderson and Alisson getting over his justice of kicking. That might have been good or whatever. But let's be fair, uh, as bad as Alisson is, between Olsen and Pickford, I don't know who's worse. So, um I don't want to harp on this one. I think Liverpool are a very good differential if you want to take a chance to even captain a Salah or Mane if yeah. you don't have the lead with players. 
So without the double game week, that's the way to look. But look, it is both four games uh, since they've uh, both or, or last one in the Premier League and three points does separate them. Everton, obviously, the game in hand over Liverpool. So they could actually, you know, call it that. They, they could be sitting pretty level right now as the season has gone. Although Liverpool obviously have fat win. Again, it's it depends on that last. It's that final third. It is a Merseyside derby. It is a big game. There is more riding on it than just the three points. Um, and people d- do tend to forget how important bragging rights is. Like I said, it costs nothing. Uh, but uh, there's nothing better than going into the office, uh, whether you're a footballer or whatnot, to let uh, to to let the other the the other workers, your coworkers or whatnot, know that who's in charge. Uh, so yes, Mersey Merseyside uh, pride is on on up for grabs this weekend. Right, closing out on Saturday, Fulham versus Sheffield United. Now we were talking about games that could possibly be unentertaining. We've already had Burnley versus West Brom. Does Fulham versus Sheffield highlight anything for you? Does it bring anything to the table for you that uh, that is of interest, be it uh, FPL assets or just a, a neutral football fan? Absolutely. Uh, my team of the week from last week, Fulham, um, I think I've seen the team that is going to, there's always a surprise there with 10, 15 games to go that someone goes on a run and gets themselves out of the relegation zone. And I fear for Brighton and Newcastle. Newcastle six points above them now, Ernie, um, with the Sheffield United game. By the time Newcastle play, Fulham could be three points behind them. Um, my second change, Lukeman. I've decided to actually go for a relegation team who are going to play a brand that's going to try to get them out of trouble. It's a chance. I do it every year because I think they, they're playing that extra 10, 20% that they need to do. So I've put Luke Mann in for Rodriguez. He was my one sub. And then obviously Danny Ings for Richarlison. So I'll be starting him for all the games. I saw enough in the last two games that he's he's going to be their talisman if they're going to get out of this. So I see Fulham coming out, guns blazing, and trying to actually make it a, a two-horse race out of the relegation battle. They're going to have some men Sheffield tonight to place at bottom. That them and West Brom are fighting the teams above them. Maybe West Brom lose again this weekend, and it's only Fulham that have a chance of actually getting out of there. So I think it's a really good game to watch. Mm-hmm. I'm going for a 2-0 Fulham win. Because okay. I saw enough in them, the hunger in them, the desire. Scott Parker has been playing such a good brand. With getting Marja in, they've got a mm. focal point now. We can put those goals in at the back of the net. So Yeah, that uh, was going to be my question, man. It, it, why why Lookman over Marja? Purely because uh, I'm quite happy with my strikers. And Lukeman offers that extra point for goals and assists. And he's their, he's their talisman. I think he'll be involved in it anyway. So, so that's the reason. Uh, I'm looking forward to this game, to be honest. I've taken a, a leap of faith in a way on Lukeman, but I'm quite enjoying it. I'm actually quite uh, happy about it. I actually can't wait to see the game. And if it pays off, I don't think many people will go that route. So people looking at him, Aina, as a differential, and even Maja for the rest of the season. Don't just keep them for one or two games. Try and, if you see Fulham win another game, know that they'll be there and they're about to get themselves out of the litigation battle. Yeah, well, I suppose it's pretty important to them to to be playing the best football that they can play, um, and which will force them to be expansive. Um, again, from from a mental aspect, how tough will they be if they start facing some bad results? If Newcastle get a win, if Brighton get a win, and they don't get a win on a weekend, um, does that stunt their go forward momentum? That's what's impressed me the most with them. That's what's happened the last few weeks. 
and what did they do? They actually, everyone says them grinding out draws and not winning games is not good enough. But actually what it did was keep them in place and then yeah. getting the four points this week with the game in hand. So it just shows that they've even got that mentality that they don't give up. So, but imagine they go and put the pressure on the teams above them now and they go on a run of two, three wins and get above them. Uh, sure. That is where it becomes interesting for me. Okay. Now, uh, that closes out Sunday and talking about momentum and all those things, there, there, t- there does seem to be a, a swing in in London uh, for for now. Christy Fenter, the the guy that was on last week, he'd be very happy to hear me say this, and I'd probably not try to say it to his face because I don't want to I don't want to get him to to praise his team too much. But the London, well, it, a London derby where West Ham is the favourite against Spurs. I don't know if you can actually say they're the favourite. They are. They're, they're in the table. They plan for winning more games. Spurs aren't uh, at their best right now. But um, this is unfortunately for Christo and West Ham fans. This is where Mourinho likes to show up when everyone thinks they're down and out and they can't do anything. Harry Kane and Son back get a smash and grab win and then he's, uh, he's the king. So I'm quite looking forward to this game, the Sunday game. I actually take West Ham the favourite. I think with Antonio back, they should win it. But I can't call this game because with their chatters and back, um, and Son, they're a different team when Cannon's on play. And with them both back, uh, I think they can cause problems for them. And if you have the money, nice fixture to get Kane in. This game always mm. offers goals. That's one thing it does. Um, I think it's going to be no different this time because West Ham play an expensive game of football. And let's talk about that man, Jesse Lingard. Yeah. You know, from flop to amazing. So it's, um, it's early days. Uh, it's uh, uh, good for him. Actually, quite happy for the kids that he's, he's playing well, performing well, and he's possibly the, the energy they need and the talisman that gets them through to the rest of the season. So, if you're looking at a differential there, I know I said Bowen early on. Then got playing right behind the striker, or as the striker. If Antonio doesn't play, good differential. And but Antonio is currently out with. Uh, if he doesn't start, it's fatigue, isn't it? It's tiredness. Yeah, so which actually got me because I had it for Sheffield United. I mm. thought that was two goals written all over him. But anyway, it happens. If you're asking me which player gets the most points this week, I still stay with Harry Kane. So mm. I'm predicting West Ham win the game, but I think Harry Kane gets the most points. I'm going to go for a 1 1 draw. Okay, cool. So who who gets on the score sheet for West Ham? If, uh, if, the, if it's a 1 1 draw, Kane gets one, Antonio gets one. Let's. Then it then it comes down to bonus points, eh? Yeah, but they always seem to get into Kane. Okay, maybe they just love the Harry. But yes, uh, for for my side though, West Ham versus Spurs. I really think that West Ham have got that momentum. They are going in there. They have got the confidence probably that they need to to get the results. I mean, the last time they lost was to Liverpool. The rest of the games they've won. Tottenham, the last time they won was against West Brom. And then they've lost to every other game. They've lost every other game that they've played. Given they have played Liverpool, Brighton, uh, Chelsea. Brighton obviously was a tough one for them. They did get the win against West Brom. And then they got smashed uh, by by City. I mean, smashed. It was very one-sided football. So I don't know if... uh, I've seen that change in, in... in their play, it it feels like they've decided to to shut down the attack. It's like do 
without Harry given Harry Kane is back now and and Son is back so they're there on the field together does that from, from that point you know you assume you hope they go forward but I also know that one of their best uh, go forward movements was uh, was Gareth Bale in, in this past uh, against City apart from that what where, where have they been Leighton, I, I, I don't tend to agree with you. I think the last three games, Spurs have played the most attacking brand they've played for a while. I think that if it's an FA Cup game, which I'll go back to and say it's the best game of football I've watched for a long time, the 5-4 Everton win in the FA Cup, I actually thought Spurs should have won that game 10-5, the way they attacked and went ballistic. Um, and that was without Kane. I thought I thought Lucas Murray was fantastic, but Lamella has actually been fantastic for the last few games. So I actually think they're going to become more expensive. He's starting to trust the attacking players a bit more, and Lombella has been given a bit more freedom to attack. So um, I think he'll go for it, and he'll go for wins, yeah. So I think we're going to see a, a nice attacking brand of football for the rest of the season from Spurs. I, I really do. I'm going, to, I'm going to back them and go and get some Spurs assets because of it. Yeah. And I think Lamella, watch him again, could be a good differential if he keeps playing. Okay, sure. Yeah, look, uh, the Spurs going forward is very attractive uh, when they do do it. Another team that's very attractive going forward is Leicester and Aston Villa at times. And they, they do play each other. Um, that's the next game on the list. And two very good teams, although Leicester have shown that they have got the the class um, where Aston Villa might might be that pretenders kind of yeah, you kind of have that feeling they have the capability but they lack the consistency of a title or Champions League squad and and Leicester do seem to to have that um, ability to to main uh, to to maintain that uh, that form or even grind out the results Aston Villa are at home to Leicester um, do As- do Leicester follow up their their victory of of Liverpool again in take? Do they take that into the Aston Villa game now, where Aston Villa drew against Brighton? Yeah, Leighton, I think you've summed it up perfectly there. That's exactly uh, my sentiment. Exactly what you think there. I think Leicester are a fantastic side. Aston Villa are a good side. Um, I'm, I'm quite envious that I don't have a Grealish or Harvey Barnes and Madison in this game because mm. I think there might be an exciting game of football. But having seen what Brighton did to Aston Villa, wow, Martinez had to make nine saves. Yeah. And Brighton have been a team that has a resurgence and that played well. But Aston Villa stay in games now. Mm. Can they do that against the Leicester side with Fardy back, Madison ticking, Barnes ticking, Tillemans um, ticking? I, I think you spot on. I've underestimated Leicester. I don't think they'd have the season they're going to have. I see them as genuine top four contenders, and I, quite, I see them making it quite comfortably. That is why I fear that if Liverpool don't pick up their form, they will miss out, because I think between City and Leicester, those two spots are, are, are solid for me. Then it's the rest that we, the rest of us fighting for the other spot in terms of the Man United, the Chelsea's, Liverpool's, the Spurs. So mm-hmm. um, Leicester to win this game 2-1. Grealish, if you have him, will probably score for them. And then um, Madison, that man Madison, with the assists maybe for Jamie Vardy. Okay. Yeah, I, I, yes, I like the Harvey Barnes, man. I do like the Harvey Barnes. I, I know he scored against Liverpool, but what a player. Um, but into that game, I actually have no Leicester assets. I do have the Grealish on the field, but I've put the Watkins on the bench um, because I don't know if Watkins is a man that that breaks the, the goal line um, uh, the goal line of Leicester, but I do think um, Grealish will be involved in that, and I'm I'm hoping for just purely based on that a one 0 win over 
for Aston Villa over Leicester? Were you benching uh, Watkins for? I'm asked. Well, I've got Bamford and Ings up front. The one thing with Watkins, the one thing I have seen, he is better against better sides that have a high line. Yeah. So it's one way of thinking about it. But I, I would stick with that, actually, to be honest with you, because I see, I see Leicester scoring more goals than Villa, and maybe Villa just keep getting one goal in that game. Yeah, my midfield looks like this. Rafinha, captain, uh, Salah, Fernandez, Grealish. So if I was to take Grealish off, I'd actually put Watkins in um, in in the front three. I've actually got Gundogan on my bench for this week so far at this moment in time. So so that's what I'm looking at. Um, yeah, so talking about Gundogan on the bench, uh, we move into Man City versus Arsenal or Arsenal versus Man City, Arsenal being at home. Uh, Arsenal obviously come off, come off a win. Um, they they needed to get that win. It it eventually happened for them. Aubameyang decided that listen, maybe his football season starts twenty something game twenty something games in. He was he he played a couple of games at the beginning of the season, and he was like, okay, he's taking a rest, and now he's back. Three goals. Can he punish City, or is City gonna walk Arsenal? Because who beats City right now is. Who stops City? Somebody, but not Arsenal. Yeah. Um, I, I fear for Arsenal because I think um, this is where Arteta's got it wrong most of the season. The reason they beat Leeds so comfortably is because he actually had the guts to play a front four of attacking players. Now, to get a position for Smith-Rowe, Odegaard, Saka and Aubameyang playing mm-hmm. in the same team. Now, if he can back himself and do that and trust that system against uh, City, it will push them back, will give them opportunities. But I can see him putting two holding midfielders in and then less attacking players that just keep the position. Um, Arsenal look really, really good. But are they good enough to compete with this City team right now? I don't think so. Um, you mad to bench one. I think he'll be back. I think he was just rested, to be quite honest with you. I think he's their talisman right now. I'm actually in a precarious position where I'm going to start Gundogan and possibly bench Sterling, <laughs> which sounds ridiculous to think the most. But, I mean, Sterling looks like he's just staying out wide on the wing and waiting for something to happen because Gundogan is involved in everything that they're doing and everything good that they're doing. Okay. And I think... You, you convinced me, Andres. I've taken Gundogan. Uh, he's he's going to be replacing um, Creswell. I had Creswell in my defense. And the, the other thing that I say about Gundogan is quite weirdly, De Bruyne will be back. And where Pep is really, really good with his players, he, he loves form players. Mm. De Bruyne will probably have to play in a holding midfield position and win his attacking position back. Yeah. Well, he has great distribution. More. If anything, that might allow Gundogan to get... Yeah, exactly. So, hope you're right. Good again into my squad. Thank you, Andreas. I do appreciate that. Um, so, yes, for me, Man City go out there. I don't know if Arsenal get a goal against Man City, but if it is going to come, it's going to come from a Bamiyang, but it would probably be a consolation at best, and you can see a 3-1-4-1 City for, for that game. The other side of Manchester is at home to Newcastle, and if you're a Newcastle fan... I don't know, man. I don't. I don't have words. I know Jeremy's not here, um, and I don't particularly want to speak ill of his team. But whoa, whoa. <laughs> what? You you think that they could get they could get something from from a, a United game? Near impossible. If you asked me that same question pre the West Brom game, I'd say not a chance. 
you know, watched what I watched United play against West Brom, I'd say they, they could possibly get a draw. But I mean, everything Newcastle will have to do everything right, and United will have to do everything wrong again. So I see United winning it comfortably. Mm. I'm, I'm scared that I don't have Bruno Fernandes in my side because I went with Sterling for the double, and I've used the minus four. So I'm almost want to bite the bullet and just put him in so that I have him now for the rest of the season again, and just count back my minus four and take my punishment, or. I am not going to watch that game because I'm too scared of how many points he'll get. <laughs> so uh, I see them winning 2-3-0, actually. Um, the Shaw looks like a great asset right now. Yeah. Under five million, um, clean sheets, free kicks, uh, assists. And Fernandez looks great value and, and so does Cavani, actually, for that matter. So United to win comfortably, get a good win. But um, again, if you're, if you're wanting a one-week punt on United, I'm telling you, don't take it. If you look at United's next fixtures, Chelsea away, Man City away, and then they go into West Ham. So the next three fixtures are not easy fixtures for Man United. Mm. Okay, I, I'll be keeping that in mind uh, if if I am to drop someone next week. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how things go. But again, waiting on what potentially could be, as far as I understand. Uh, more games added to game week 26. So. And sorry, before we move on to Brighton Crystal Palace, if you are actually in a mini league and you're trying to keep your position or trying to get ahead, there's no need for you to risk a Rapinho or anything like that. I think you, you're good to go with Bruno Fernandes as a captain choice yeah, he's, uh, for a goal assist. Uh, it, it's a safe bet. I mean, the man scores from from the head, uh, from the foot, and from the spot. He, he scores from everywhere. Um, yeah, so Newcastle, they're going to have a very tough time, I believe, against uh, Man United. And I do, uh, like you said, I do see Man United walking away comfortable winners. I don't necessarily know if Newcastle breached the United defense. So maybe if you do still have your United defenders, there's no reason to to be replacing uh, one Bissaka with anybody else because he could quite possibly be getting you uh, an assist there as well. Uh, heading off into Monday night, although we're not going to talk about the Leeds Southampton game from the Tuesday night as we have already covered it. So this will be the last game that we do cover for the game week. Brighton versus Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace off the back of two losses. Um, they lost 2-0 to Leeds. They lost 3-0 to, to Burnley. Uh, Brighton... Brighton against Aston Villa, man. Trissard, what a player. The, I know they got a nil-nil draw there, but yeah, they Aston Villa gr- uh, had to grind out that uh, grind out that draw. But do we see do we see anything good for Crystal Palace in this game, or does Brighton get the three points? No, Leighton. Uh, Brighton players are good value now. Got a good run coming up as well. If you want to look at them. They're also one of the teams that plays in the scheduled game week. There's a few teams playing somewhere in a few weeks' time, five or six weeks' time. So I'm quite happy if you want to get a punt on Malpaya or Trossard. You know, um, they even keep a lot of clean sheets. So, so the keeper has started fantastically well, Sanchez. So I see Brighton winning this comfortably, 2-0, 3-0, quite easily. I mean, Crystal Palace are no Aston Villa. And actually, I mean, Brighton drawn at the Burnley side that are getting good results. They drew with an Aston Villa side that was supposed to put them to the sword and they outplayed them. And their previous two results, they beat Spurs and Liverpool. So I don't think it's fluke that mm. they are getting these results. I think it's a build-up of all that uh, good play that they've been building up under Potter. And it's finally coming together and clicking. He's got a 
got a front three with even McAllister is a great bet at the moment that he's trusting to do the work and, and his defenders are delivering and midfield. So I like Brighton. I, I told yeah. you I called them quite nicely in the beginning of the season. That's the team I like to watch the most out of the bottom teams. I see them avoiding relegation quite comfortably. Um, yeah. And I think they're going to start climbing the ladder quite nicely. And this is a game that's going to actually um, get them three points. Yeah, look, I, I don't disagree with you at all. I do land up seeing Brighton and Burnley move up and then the 18th position or the final relegation spot will land up being a fight between what I think is going to be Crystal Palace, Newcastle and Fulham. Um, or, or let's be honest, the Newcastle is going to have a very tough time very soon and they are very much in a relegation fight. So yes, Andreas, uh, points, uh, points on the board this week. How many are you going to get? Uh, another? Are you going to back up the 100 with 100? 75, 80. So it's going to be good. Okay. I think um, uh, I see the average being about 50 this week. So 75, 80, I'll take it. Close some points on the mini leagues. Catch that Mr. Curry you were talking about and mm. maybe Lloydie's Legends. With him having a good week above average too, hopefully, yeah. but having more than above average. Yeah, for sure. How many double uh, double players do you have for this week? I've got five. Five. Okay. Yeah, you, you, you've set up nicely for the fixtures going forward. I would have had five if it wasn't for the Walker-Peters injury. Um, just before you go, Andreas, um, I, do need, I do need a little bit of advice. My, my back three is uh, Ben Mee, Cancelo, Dallas right now. Um, is it worth dropping Ben Mee for Creswell or do we, do we leave Ben Mee on because Burnley's going to get a uh, clean sheet there? Spurs score. Okay, Spurs score. So there we go. Okay, Andres, um, I, I hope to, that you have a fantastic game week. I hope that mine is better. Um, I beat you this past game week. I just want to point that out there. You got... No, I didn't, I didn't beat you, but, but I was close. So I'm going to beat you this game week. Just, uh, I'm eventually putting down a challenge. I'm starting to feel a little bit of confidence in my, in my squad. Maybe it's my bravado of eventually making, making my first ton in the FPL. Andres, listen, and to all the listeners out there, good luck for the game we cared. Green arrows, all the best. Cheers, cheers. Thank you, cheers.